This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host tonight, David, and today's game will be an all-benchwarmer affair, pitting Mason and Dan against Scott and Josh. I guess I don't really know who to go to first, so we'll start with Dan and Mason. Dan, Mason, how are you guys doing? I guess I'll go first since Dan is a team name. There we go. go. Cross it off. Cross <laughs> yeah, it off. So, yeah, I, I'm doing okay. Just still recovering from this morning and the unfortunate <laughs> loss, but it, it's fine. I wasn't expecting that, so it's fine. And I'm also under the weather that I found out not too long after that. I, f- I think it's because I inhaled a lot of dust from cleaning and doing other things, and so... Not a hundred percent, but see how that goes tonight. For some reason, I thought you were going to say COVID, so I'm glad it's just done. No, it's it's. I don't think it is. I think you would have won that if you had COVID. It's <laughs> true. You, when, when someone says anything about, it, you're supposed to say you did not inhale. I learned that from. Ah, uh, that's oh, true. That's right. That's before Mason's time, to be clear. But yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, Dan, how you doing this evening? Okay, so Mason was upset about the 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 game this morning. There's two other people on the show who were also upset about that game. And one team had to win, I guess, but (laughs) (laughs) I, this is, this is, uh, as of, um, what this is October, uh, second, this is the, the London, the first London game, um, Viking saints this morning. And I don't know, it was, I was, I was angry this morning and just a whole lot of stuff going on. So anyway, it's, it's, it's no secret for the last 12 years, I've not been a fan of the saints at all because of reasons and <laughs> um, justified too. Yeah. And you know what? And I've, I've come to the conclusion that the referees have hurt that team so much that I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, you know what? Let's just, that's, that's, I'm okay with it. Let's just, you know, leave it alone. It, it can be what it is now. And, you know, Mason and I just got done playing against each other on the, um, Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast uh, fan and Benchwarmer Tournament. Um, you'll find out how that. I don't know if ours will be out before this comes out. It'll be. It'll be probably. close. It'll be close. It'll, it'll be, be close. really close. We'll say um, it won't say anything either way. Yeah, yeah. Either way, but because we were against each other most of the day today, we're just going to say that our team name is Barry the Hatchet. Perfect. I love it. In Mason's back. Ooh, no, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. Backstabbing. That, I see. That's right. That dark. got dark uh, uh, real got, quick. All right. <laughs> I, had, uh, boy, I don't know how to smoothly get out of that. Scott, Josh, whichever one of you doesn't have the team name. How about if you go first? Sure. I will go first. I was also upset by that game this morning because I went to bed last night knowing that Alvin Kamara was going to play. And so my lineup was set. Uh, and then I... Yeah. Wake up. And of course, for me, that game starts at 6 a.m. So there's no way I'm waking up to watch that game. So I wake up, uh, you know, about 9.15 to check my lineup and Alvin Kamara is not playing. And I didn't have time, obviously, to, to make a switch there. So I lost that matchup this week. So oh. I was also upset by that game. But other than that, I'm, I'm good. I'm excited to to play and, and to see everyone. It's been a little while for me since I've I've recorded uh, a Ben Former episode. So happy to see what David has come up with for us, but uh, also not feeling confident. And with that, I'll throw it to Josh for our team name that reflects that. <laughs> All right, Josh, <laughs> let's hear it. Well, I don't think I need to talk much more about the reason that all of us are a little 
salty about today, but, uh, you know, in the end, the saints, considering they didn't have their starting quarterbacks, their number one running back and their number one wide receiver. And it came down to a double doink. Uh, I, we get the win, but it's not like we feel good. So (sighs) anyway, um, what the yeah. Gophers do yesterday? Uh, 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 oh, I'll bring that up either. Is it uh, is it Gopher basketball season yet? Is yeah, it, exactly. that's gonna help. <laughs> yeah, Gopher. Well, hockey, anyway, baby. all let's right, just move yeah. on. So you know that Scott and I were not the best at this, and you know, although when we team up, as long if Ed was on the other team, we'd feel a little more confident. Feel great. But uh, we don't feel confident uh, most games, and that's because we are, as our team name says, a pair of anchors. That's so very sad. Right, a- right, Anchorman. That's a little bit better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. We have Barry You're the Hatchet. a big deal. <laughs> Barry the Hatchet against a pair of anchors. All right. Let's, uh, let's get this going and kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right. Let's get this game underway. Thanks, Dan. Sounding good. I don't know. I thought he kind of mailed it in. He's upset. Wow. It's it's been a rough day. Oh, that's true. Good point. I inhaled yeah. dust today. Oh, <laughs> wait, that was <laughs> they didn't let me read it. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move. Mason would be stopping to cough. Okay, it's time for the coin flip, which we would normally give to a guest, but uh, we we flipped a coin to see who got the coin flip backstage just before we started. And team Barry the Hatchet, parentheses in Mason's back. No, no, I won't keep saying that. Barry the Hatchet (laughs) is getting the coin flip. So here is your coin flip question. Which one is higher? The number of steals that Kenny Lofton had in his last season playing for Arizona basketball or the number of steals that Kenny Lofton had in his first full season playing in the major leagues? It's the most David question I've ever heard. I was, I was like, okay, I, had, I was like, and then all of a sudden the basketball came. I was like, oh well, I know where this is going now. Hey, yeah. guess what? I bet you they're close. I bet possibly off by like one, maybe. Yeah, you never know. I mean, if he was starting, how many steals do you think he had? I mean, a college basketball season is about thirty games plus possible postseason. So um, looking at like 75, 80, something like that. That's maybe two not and that half, many. Three steals a game. I'd say maybe two steals is usually pretty good. I don't know how prolific he was in college basketball, so that doesn't really help. I don't know. I'm I would maybe lean basketball, but I don't have anything solid on that. That's just a a guess, an educated yeah. guess. Yeah, and that's probably the best we're gonna do. Yeah. What yeah, let's let's go, let's go basketball. Yep, we'll check that out. Okay, so in Kenny Lofton's last season at Arizona, he had 67 steals and his uh, first full season playing for the Cleveland now Guardians, he had 66 steals. So yes, it was off by one and you guessed correctly. (laughs) Well done. All right, we'll see how that goes for the anchor boys. But coming out of the coin flip, Barry the Hatchet has 10 points and pair of anchors has had to do nothing to hold up their reputation. 
So we we usually I usually get those points for doing nothing. Yeah, it's true. See? I hear you. I hear it's you. Already off, it's already already it's off the rails. It's off the rails. The train is off the rails. Oh, no. People these oh, days boy. expecting points without doing anything. Come on now. <laughs> Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. Question number one of the pre and post game. Playing exclusively for the Phillies, he hit 548 home runs and was a World Series MVP. And playing for the Philadelphia Phillies, he gave up one of the most famous walk-off home runs in World Series history. We can check in. If that's all right with you. Yeah, I don't don't have anything on that. So yeah, that's fine. All right, Barry the Hatchet is checked in. So, pair of anchors, you can talk it out. Uh, yeah, it's very awkward to say. It's it's a little awkward to say, but I, I'm pretty sure. And and I blanked on Wild Thing's last name for for a moment, but Scott was there. So uh, we are going to check in with Mike Schmidt Williams. It works once you practice it. Barry the Hatchet, what did you guys have? I was a huge fan of the '93 Phillies. I loved that team. So many characters on that team, as as probably as many knuckleheads on that team as there were on any given team ever. They but were just, they just, were like a rec softball team. They were. I mean, well, John Cruck being yeah. one of them. Yes, Darren um, Dalton, Lenny Dykstra, all those guys yeah. were just yeah. They were knuckleheads. There's a bunch of those guys in my Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, yeah, I was really really upset when he threw that walk off to to Joe Carter. Um, but. Yeah. So this, yeah. This, and this sounds like a, is this a Yiddish word in the, in the middle? Schmitch. <laughs> See, it's I thought all, it was something it's, from it's Harry close. Potter. Yeah. Mike, maybe that's, so, maybe that's why it's so comfortable for me to say and hard for Josh. Mike <laughs> Schmitch Will, Williams. That is correct. Both teams are receiving points. Yeah. Schmidt was incredibly dominant. I know nobody on the, uh, on the podcast really remembers or maybe, maybe Josh and, uh, and Dan, but Schmidt was the only guy that won the silver slugger, regular season, MVP, gold glove, World Series MVP and a World Series all in the same year. And that was 1980. And I think it was the first year they gave out the Silver Slugger. He was just so incredibly dominant. And of course, yes, Mitch William gave up Joe Carter's home run. Josh, so well done. that for uh, for fourth quarter when he gives us that all those, the only person to do all these things. Now no, we, know no. it's, we know it's Mike Schmidt. Um, David, <laughs> be careful with these because Smitches get stitches. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, if you want a little a bit of Williams, you get just a smidge. all right question number two became just the third quarterback drafted in the top 10 picks by his original team though he has since moved on and now starts for an afc south team and became just the third quarterback drafted in the top 10 picks by his original team though he has since moved on and now starts for an afc south team all right we'll check in 
All right, Barry the Hatchet has checked in. Pair of anchors once again, talk it out. Well, we only have four options, right, for the quarterbacks, and I don't think Davis Webb uh, really fits in here. So I think this has to be Matt Ryan Tannehill based on the criteria. So we're going to go ahead and check in with Matt Ryan Tannehill. Okay, and Barry the Hatchet. I don't know where Davis Webb came from, backup Giants quarterback. I think you mean Davis Sorry, Mills. Sorry, Davis Mills. Either way, <laughs> I mean, they're both, they're both white dudes. So just, whatever. Both it's white the dudes. Names. They're only two white dudes. Davis. Davis, I know. Yeah, AFC South quarterbacks, the only ones I can make a connection with was this. So I, we also checked in with Matt Ryan Tannehill. And both teams are receiving points. Yeah, I I, uh, I like trying to write things where it's not actually the same player, but, but it comes out nicely because they have something in common. I didn't realize I was doing some research, had to remind myself of this. Matt Ryan was the third quarterback taken in Falcons history after Steve Barkowski and Michael Vick and Ryan Tannehill was the third quarterback ever taken in the top 10 picks by the Dolphins after Rick Norton and Bob Greasy. I, of course, Dan Marino was taken to the end of the first round in 83, but there you go. Points all around. Nerd alert. Guilty as charged. Question three, due to his performance against Belgium in the world cup, 2014, his Wikipedia page was briefly edited to name him U S secretary of defense. And one of the most famous sports announcer in history who covered boxing, baseball, football, the Olympics, among others, who once said of himself, quote, I've been called arrogant, pompous, obnoxious, vain, cruel, verbose, and a show off. And of course, I am. All right, David, we're checked in. All right. Pair of anchors has checked in. Barry the Hatchet, your turn to talk it out. That you got there before I did, right before I did. Yeah. First guy I can think of for the first part is Tim Howard and famous sports announcers who fit that description. There's really only one. So Howard Cosell. So yes, we're going to check in with Tim Howard Cosell. All right. And pair of anchors. What did you guys have? Uh, Well, when it comes to this podcast, I've been called arrogant, pompous, obnoxious, vain, cruel, verbose, and a show off. And of course, I've proven that I'm not any of those things. (laughs) We also checked in with Tim Howard Cosell. I don't know that I've ever called you cruel, but maybe the other ones. (laughs) All right. Okay, so both teams checked in with Tim Howard Cosell, and that is correct. Points all the way around. Well done. Well done. Okay, I'm going to move straight on to question four. In 1997, he was a second-round pick out of a Pacific Northwest school and went on to be a 10,000-yard rusher and won Super Bowl 39. And 20 years later, he was a second-round pick out of a Pacific Northwest school who scored the most points for a Canadian-born player in his NBA debut while playing for the Memphis Grizzlies. David, we're checked in. All right, pair of anchors has checked in. Bury the hatchet. You got a couple minutes to talk it out. Okay. Was Corey Dillon on the Pats at that time? Um, I believe he was. That He's makes from sense. Washington. And I can name a Memphis Grizzly whose first name is Dillon. That I I don't remember where he went to school, but I think he's Canadian. Who is um, it? Dylan Brooks. He's a current player. I think he was, or at least a couple years ago. I don't know if he's still there or not, but he's pretty young. Okay. Um, if you went to Canada... If he went to Canada, if he's from Canada, have you ever visited Canada? I I think he is. That's a he's. There's a good chance that he's from a Pacific Northwest school. I'm trying to think. He might be from Oregon. Sure, might have went to Oregon. Um, But the the Dylan works, and yeah, let's. I I don't think we're going to come up with anything better than that. So yeah, that's. I was just trying to think of guys on Patriots or Eagles, and that's the only thing that clicks for a Pacific Northwest school, and that fits about the time frame. I would think. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. We'll check in with Corey Dillon Brooks. All right. And pair of anchors. Josh and I sussed out that Super Bowl 39 was Patriots Eagles, the non Philly special Nick Foles one. Um, the one where I can't tell you a single thing that happened in it because <laughs> it was pretty boring from my recollection. So then, yeah, we just from there, Corey Dillon made sense. Um, I know that Dylan Brooks did go to Oregon. 
So then this is an Oregon, Washington, David Marcus type of, of thing going here in the background as well. So we checked in with Corey Dylan Brooks. And both teams are receiving points. But yes, Corey, Corey Dillon is Washington legend Corey Dillon, and Dylan Brooks is, well, an Oregon was an Oregon player. So yes, both from the Pacific Northwest. Well done to everybody. Do you get to mark off bingo if Marcus is not the one that says Washington, Washington. legend? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good question. Well, Maybe. it depends. I said it with with love for Marcus when I said it. So does that, does that does that count? Think that that doesn't count. Yeah. But you didn't say Washington Huskies legend. That's true. That is you have, true. have the diction for it. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Very true. All right. Well, we've come to the end of the first quarter and our score is Barry the Hatchet has 110 points with a slim coin flip size lead over a pair of anchors who have 100 points. And today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host, with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one of our missing link. This person was the first player selected to the Pro Bowl at two different positions in the same year. When he was selected to the 2010 Pro Bowl, both as a wide receiver and a return specialist. David, we are checking in. All right. Pair of anchors has checked in. Bury the hatchet. Talk it out. Right. I'm trying to think why, if, if someone who's primarily known as a return specialist, why they would be chosen as wide receiver. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's a wide receiver that was good at that time that just so happened to return kicks. I'm trying to think of anyone around 2010. But the guys I'm thinking of, I think, are after that. They would have been mid-2010s. Yeah. I think they would have been around then. Return specialist in a Pro Bowl, to me, just screams Devin Hester. And he was a wide receiver. But why? you're right. Why would he be? He was not a particularly great wide receiver. So, like, why Why would he be chosen as a wide receiver? And that's that's what that's kind of leading me off of that. But right. I, I'm trying to think of going around the league, trying to think of anybody. What about, what about like, a, like a Wes Welker? Someone... Because he was, I'm just trying to think of big receivers that also return kicks. Yeah. Did, did Deshaun Jackson do it? That's that's a possibility, right? Because he was a pretty prolific wide receiver around yeah. then for the Eagles. And I could, he was a return special. Do you think that's a better chance because at least he's a wide receiver? And yeah, he's a better wide receiver a, too. Right. Than any of the names we've come up with. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's go with it then. Okay, we're going to go with Deshaun Jackson. All right, and pair of anchors, what did you guys have? Beep, beep. <laughs> we also said Deshaun Jackson. It was the one that made the most sense. And both teams are receiving points. That was remarkably close to running out of time and just pulling an answer straight out. Well done to Dan and Mason. Well, and to you guys too. All right. <laughs> Damn it, it I like actually had it. Didn't work for <laughs> yeah, you get punished for checking in early, I guess. All right, question number two of our missing link. In 2006, what leadoff hitter set the record for the lowest batting average in a season for a player with 200-plus hits, hitting only 292? He's also the most recent American League player with 60 steals in a season. 
We'll check in. All right. Once again, Barry the Hatchet is checked in. Pair of anchors. Time to talk it out. I'm trying to think of 2006, who was batting leadoff for certain teams. That's the Pedroia year, but he certainly didn't steal 60 bases. And he was batting like second for Boston. Because the 60 steals guys, you think of, you know, Juan Pierre and those guys. But Juan Pierre was an NL guy. Right. Luis Castillo was not doing 60 steals in 06. Trying to go team by team and, and just think of who was batting leadoff. That's why I mentioned Sean Figgins. Definitely someone who was stealing 60 bases, but I don't think he ever got 200 hits in a season. Right. That's a lot. Tech, I was thinking maybe like an Elvis Andrews, but I think that's a little bit too early for him to do that. I mentioned Curtis Granderson just because. I just, I don't know if he would have, do, do you think he would have had 60 steals? I don't know if he stole that much. Yeah. And 200 hits, even, even with his home runs and his triples, he wasn't a big singles hitter. So I don't even know if he would have gotten to, to 200 hits. God, I'm trying to think back that I'm like that far too, like the 06 or uh, yeah. It's so like Detroit was good. That's also why I brought up Granderson. They, they went to the World Series. Baltimore. Who did Baltimore? Oh, how about Brian Roberts? Maybe. I, I know I don't he know. had like, uh, he had some big seasons, but he wasn't a 300 hitter, which would make sense with 292. I, uh, of everyone I, I named, I, I like Brian Roberts, but I, I don't feel strongly on anyone. But I think Brian Roberts is a good missing link name because it, I just think it opens a lot of options. All right. I'm fine with that. I don't have any real, like, I got nothing here. I'm not, I've not looked at Steel's leaders single season in a long time kind of thing. So I, yeah. well, that's because they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, that is true. <laughs> that's why he had to go back to, you know, 2006. <laughs> All right, David, we will check in with Brian Roberts and Barry the Hatchet. What did you guys have? He didn't say 2006 was the Steels year. I That's, understand that, yeah. but it's in that some era around um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that you named the name and just wrote it off as was a National League name, but uh, Juan Pierre uh, played for the White Sox. Yes, he did. And I seem to remember him putting up some pretty big Steels numbers not that, not that long ago. So we said Juan Pierre. One team is receiving points and... That is the team that said Juan Pierre. Yeah, Juan Pierre, the reason that the only way you can have 200 hits and not hit 300 is is that you have to have a lot of at-bats. And one of the ways you get a lot of at-bats is the way Juan Pierre does, which is that you you never walk. So when you walk, I think Juan Pierre this season, he only walked something like Mm. 32 times, which for a leadoff hitter is pretty awful. So anyway, yes, it is Juan Pierre. And he's also the last guy to lead to have a season where he led the American league in steals and a season where he led the national league in steals. That hasn't happened that often either. First guy to do it was actually a guy named Ron LaFleur that's come up on the podcast a few times. So anyway, our themed linked answers thus far are Deshaun Jackson and Juan Pierre. Question number three, during his time in the WWF slash WWE, he was tag team champions four times. First partnered with HBK, then partnered with dude love, then undertaker, and finally, with Triple H. We're checked in. Okay, pair of anchors has checked in. Bury the hatchet. Time to talk it out. I think this is Steve Austin. Pretty okay. sure. I mean, I, I'm not going to help you, so if that's um, anything you have. I think that's who it is. Okay. That, this was not during my WWE watching. I was watching WCW to my detriment. But it makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Go. Okay. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It. Check it in. All right. And pair of anchors, what did you guys have? 
It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. It is. And when I looked this up and I was looking for a fact to ask about Stone Cold Steve Austin, I had, I had forgotten that he had this weird collection of people that he was tag team champions with. It was, Half really, the time it was whoever he was in a rivalry with and yeah, they just did the strange bedfellows thing. Right. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Okay. Our theme linked dancers thus far are Deshaun Jackson, Juan Pierre, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Question four of our missing link. In 2013, LaShawn McCoy set the single season rushing record for the Eagles, <laughs> breaking this person's nearly 30-year-old franchise record. Yeah, should we check it in? Yeah, we'll okay, check, we'll check it. in. All right, Barry the Hatchet has checked in. Pair of anchors, your turn to talk it out. So 30-plus here, so we're talking at yeah, the best is, early 80s, late this, 70s. Which means I'm, I, I don't know this person. I've probably heard the name before. Did this guy play with Ron Jaworski? Possibly. Um, is that yeah, going to help you at all? No, not at all. This is this is this will be a complete toss up for me. Any anything along the lines of what we're thinking for theme that I, that's what I'm trying to come up with in my head. I'm trying to <laughs> without yeah. giving too much away. Also, like it's you know we're on that fine line in the missing link. I'm not and sure how fine of a line we're on anymore. I know. I, I have a feeling both teams are. Um, I'm pretty sure they got it. Either, well, I actually only obviously I, I know a more recent one with that. I don't know if I, right. I I'm just trying to think of one that fits right. Like there's, I don't think it's yeah. I, I think we can own a lot it. of them. I don't. I don't know. We don't. I'm not sure. If you just want to go with that, just as a oh I, no, I don't, don't know do, old. I maybe uh, rather Eagles do. running backs. I I don't know. That you, sounds you, like it's it sounds like a name that would be a, an old running back and maybe a current one. Okay, should we <laughs> so, go with that one? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, check that one in. I, All I right, we're gonna roll the dice with Montgomery. All right, Barry the Hatchet. What did you guys have? Cue the music. Can't believe this. <laughs> Cue the backup. Old football <laughs> cards for the win got me Wilbert Montgomery, and I can't believe they pulled that. The correct answer is Wilbur Montgomery. And yes, he was a contemporary of Ron Jaworski's just to answer Scott, since I know you won't be able to sleep tonight without knowing that. I, yes. I had to know. Yes. Wilbur Montgomery is a Hall of Famer, an, an Eagles Hall of Famer, not, not an actual Hall of Famer, but he is an Eagles Hall of Fame. Yes. All right. Our theme linked answers thus far are Deshaun Jackson, Juan Pierre, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Wilbert Montgomery. All right. Question five of our missing link. This Hall of Famer was a member of the 1988 bronze medal winning U.S. team in Seoul, the last time the U.S. did not take professionals to the Olympics. And though he didn't play with the 1992 Dream Team, he would play for the gold medal winning team in Atlanta. In 2002, in his last season in the NBA, he spent his one and only season with the Lakers and won his only NBA championship. All right, we'll check in. All right, we have a very quick check-in from Barry the Hatchet, pair of anchors. Talk it out. Gosh, I, I think this has to be Mitch Richmond. Oh, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> he has to show that up works. as an answer on the show once, right? Yeah, I, I, I think this has to be Mitch Richmond. So, David, we're going to go ahead and check that in. Okay, and Barry the Hatchet, what did you guys have? Yeah, I think this has to be Rich Mitch. Rich Mitch. Yeah, Rich Mitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Smitch. Rich Mitch. Smitch. Rich Yeah, there you go. All right. Hard so to contain. Have checked in with Smitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond, sorry. <laughs> and, and both teams will be receiving points. Um, well done. Yeah. So I, um, 
uh, shoot, what was I going to say? I was worried about I was worried Go about ahead. Ronnie Sacramento there for a second. But, well, uh, <laughs> I, I sent over Art Juno to Josh earlier, but that's more of a hockey guy. No, David Boston. I see. We are we are going to talk about some of the other possibilities for this in just a second. But Rick by, Springfield was he in that? But for our, for our theme, Barry the Hatchet was in seconds before Pair of Anchors. It was very very close. So Dan, since you were the one that sent it in, do you want to reveal what the theme was? Uh, yeah, I mean, as soon as Juan Pierre got onto my uh, onto my uh, radar, I, I was like, "We have a Jackson, we have Pierre. It's got to be. It's got to be American capital cities, U.S. capital cities." I also talked about Daryl Boston. I talked about Madison Keys. I was kicking around Mike Lansing. If you remember him from the Expos days, I do. Second baseman, um, and and one of my all time favorite uh, old time baseball players, Oscar Charleston, was another Matt- one that I was throwing around. I mean, I, I might throw a minor uh, flag on this one, but we can talk about it in a second if you want. Johnny Tallahassee. I was, yeah. Well, because uh, t- one of these is not pronounced. The oh, way I knew the it. Name You're going to give me about Pierre, right? That's right. Okay, but it's, it's not Pierre. Pierre. It's, it's Pierre. Pierre, Pierre. South I, Dakota. I, right. So so I, I went it's to. It's spelled Google. the right way, though. It's I went spelled to the same. I went it to... is not pronounced. Hey, this is just your next Toyota. It's okay. Hey, I know this facility can take a long walk off of Juan Pier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because he only got walked 32 times. Man, I would hurt that guy <laughs> a lot David. if I walked on if I walked on him. He's not a very big guy. And I am. He is not. So. Man, all the all the other ones we could have used. Jesse Montpelier. No, no, it's Jarvis. <laughs> Clearly, Jarvis Montpelier, <laughs> Reggie Jefferson City, <laughs> Chris Carson I actually, City. I yeah. talked about. I thought about a Carson or a Jefferson. I thought somebody would get on me for not using Jefferson oh, City or we, Carson uh, City. We, we, we well, our running back around ones were Carson, running back Jefferson, one. and Montgomery. Oh, what, what about uh, what's his name? Cal Raleigh from the yeah from the, the Mariners. Mariners, the Mariners right. legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there, there any St. Pauls out there that I'm missing? And uh, well, there are plenty of actual the actual St. Paul. Was yeah. a curler. <laughs> wait, wait, was a hurler or a curler? Curler. He was oh, a curler. Okay. okay. Oh, what you, you guys are forgetting Jamario Frankfurt. Um, he's an offensive lineman for Ohio State. Wait, you oh. made that up. All right. <laughs> yes, of course. I could, I could have used Joey Juno. That was something that did occur to me, by the way. Beth Phoenix uh, could have made this. Uh, that's true. That also came up. Bend over. <laughs> no, Bend no. over. Bend over. <laughs> wow. Oh. All right. Hell in a cell. Come on. <laughs> That's that, a that would have been perfect for David to use because yeah, right? it doesn't really work, but it sort of <laughs> works. So, All right. So after the second quarter, we have scores of pair of anchors with 230 points and bury the hatchet 310 points. And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Okay, this Halftime is dedicated to an actor who has appeared in more sports movies than Josh's favorite actor of all time, Kevin Costner. This Halftime is dedicated to the one and only Dennis Quaid, who, depending on how you count has appeared in something like 14 or 15 sports movies, which is more than Kevin Costner. So question one, what NFL coach did Dennis Quaid portray in a 2021 Benchwarmer favorite, in quotes, movie? The same coach was portrayed by Greg Kinnear in a 2006 movie. 
So we're going to check in. All right, pair of anchors checked in. So bury the hatchet. You guys can finish talking this out. We're trying to figure out who the other, what the other movie was that he would have been in. But um, yeah, so it's, it's Dick Vermeil. And I think he, I think the other one that Dick Vermeil was portrayed in was Invincible. That makes sense. Right. That would make sense. Yeah. For the, for the pause movie. So yeah. All right. And pair of anchors. What did you guys have? Uh, yeah, you know, from uh, from that wonderful movie, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story or whatever. We check, <laughs> also checked in with Dick Vermeil. Yes. And both teams are receiving points. And Greg Kinnear did play Dick Vermeil in Invincible. I was mm-hmm. going to make that a bonus points question, but I can't bring myself to ever since the bonus point incident of, of 2022. I just can't bring myself to do it. So, all right. Question two. In the 2002 movie, The Rookie, Dennis Quaid played Jim Morris, a high school teacher and baseball coach who finally made his major league debut at the age of 35 for what major league team? We can check in. All right. Pair of anchors has checked in. Bury the hatchet. Talk it out. Played in Arling. Whether he played for the Rangers or not is the question. So, so wait. It, so you know he played in Arlington? Yes. But you're not sure it's the rangers okay so i mean what it, it may he may have been on the on the the visiting team okay so there's a scene that you remember where he was there is yeah that- and i think it was because that it was in his hometown that it was a big deal so i don't think he played for the rangers you think it might be an al west team no um no 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 i, I i'm pr- i'm pretty sure it's the rays now that i think about it okay into it so i i, I, I think i remember the the uniforms but I remember they played at the ballpark at Arlington. I'm pretty sure he was the, the visiting team. That's it. But they made a big deal about it because he was from that area. So, um, sure. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the Rays. Yeah, we'll check in. Yeah. All right. And pair of anchors, what did you guys have? I'm going to answer correctly because he made his debut for the Devil Rays. I'm going to give credit for the Rays. <laughs> but, yes, both teams are receiving points. Question number three, our Dennis Quaid-themed halftime. Dennis Quaid starred in 1988's Everybody's All-American, which was based on a book by this late great sports writer who was a regular contributor to both NPR and HBO's Real Sports. Name him. This may not be much of a hint, but he's one of my favorites. So, or was one of my favorites. Oh, that totally helped. (laughs) He's very old. This is a nerd question. So of course it's one of your favorites. Oh, ouch, my God. (laughs) We're going to check in. All right, Barry the Hatchet is checked in. So, pair of anchors, you can talk it out. I don't know sports writers who wrote books. I, I think our only shot in the dark here is just throwing out a last name, and that's it. Because I, I just, I have nothing. I'm Whitney Houston here. I, I so nothing. Yeah, yeah, I no. never watched. I never watched HBO's Real Sports. I, I think I did once, but you know that's not going to help me remember who was. I on didn't there. even know that NPR actually had sports things. <laughs> I've never heard a sports thing on NPR ever. So. I got uh, literally nothing. Yeah, if you just want to pick a last name, I'm not. I, that's it's, it's, it's got to be a very white last name. I mean, and he didn't say is on like pardon the interruption, which then would have given us two sports writers. Or, uh, <laughs> right. Don't correct. bring that up yet. Don't bring that up. We've buried the hatchet. I haven't buried the hatchet I, with you two yet. So <laughs> there you go. I, I don't. I, I I got. I have no idea. Not okay. a code. Not Donnelly. Even a name. Donnelly. Sure. Okay, checking in with the very white last name of Donnelly. Or we could go with the O'Donnell in the tailpipe. Tailpipe, yeah. A Donnelly in the tailpipe. A Donnelly in the tailpipe. (laughs) 
what, what is your check-in? Does it matter? Uh, no. no. <laughs> okay, so good. Any, move on. any forms of the word Donald. Right. Any right. forms of the word Donald. Right. If it's Donald Logue, we get yeah. it. Perfect. All right. And bury the hatchet. <laughs> that what may it... be the first time Donald Logue has come up in, in Benchwarmer's history. <laughs> All right. Bury the hatchet. What did you guys have? Okay. I've only seen it by name and I've never heard his name. So I have no idea if I'm pronouncing it right. But the the name that I've seen is Deford or Defford. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's D-E-F-O-R-D. I'm, I'm almost positive. That's how it is. It is Frank Deford. And, Willem Deford? Uh, <laughs> no, that's De- that's Defoe. And that's Willem. Daniel Deford. So got to yes. hand Defoe. it to David to ask a question that exactly one bench warmer would know the answer. <laughs> and to. only knew it in writing. In, in fairness, he was a huge name in sports no, no. writing. Uh, huge name i was i went i remember when i started deciding to put authors sports authors in in halftime and this is one of the names that i've come across and i decided no one knew who it was so i decided not to put it in well you would have had one if david was on the episode (laughs) if you asked the question well he was way before david was there he he was a he was a a regular contributor on on byron gumbel's real sports he was also to your point about NPR, they don't have regular sports stuff. It was just when there was some kind of sports story that that went beyond just when Lou Gary got Lou Gary. No, disease. like when Cal Ripken <laughs> set the record or when Barry Bonds set the home run record or those kinds of things. When they always they always cracked out Frank DeFord and he had this he had a sort of more intellectual spin on sports. So he they NPR naturally grabbed him. He was he was a great guy. DeFord um, is Buckner. So I don't <laughs> I, I regret nothing. So yeah. NPR Josh, we weren't more, that far off with Donnelly. NPR is more <laughs> sure, about you know it started with the same letter. <laughs> NPR is more about you know like your sweaty balls and stuff. <laughs> That's yeah, that you is your, true. Your schmitch, schmitchy, schmitchy balls. <laughs> All right. After halftime, we have a score of Barry the Hatchet with 385 points, with a bit of a lead over a pair of anchors with 280 points, but still Jeez. plenty of time left. Well, we're now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! And today's third quarter will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. List number one of five on three. I'm looking for the most career wins by a quarterback who only played for one team in their entire career. We'll check in. Barry the Hatchet has checked in. Pair of anchors, you can talk it out. Elway Marino are locks. I think they're locks to be on this list. I, I feel good about both of them. And I feel good about Big Ben. I, I think he's I think he's a lock. He played for a long time and they well, Tomlin has never been under 500. Cowher was very rarely. Right. They, they almost always had nine, 10 wins at least. 
Well, I think and that's where when I said, you know, I was trying to think of older names like Bradshaw, because right, I think I don't think he played for anybody conference. but the Steelers. And, and they, they were a also lot. a team that won a lot of games. Right. So I think with him is how long did he play? I don't know, 13, I don't, 14 years. Was it? Did he get to that? Okay. Somewhere in there. I mean, I, I mean, even if it's less games, even if it's, a, you know, even guys that played 14 game seasons, like you mentioned, United, it's, it's less games of a season, but again, yeah, I'd, they were winning I was just lot. trying to think of guys that I think only played for one team, you know, and but that's I, why I don't the only feel... ones I have are the modern ones like Eli. And I don't know if he, I don't know if he pulled, well, he had some seasons where they were, they, they had some seasons where they, they, they weren't yeah, great. They won like five <laughs> or six games. Um, um, but I'm, and then it's coming down to where's Aaron Rodgers on here because yeah, he sat his first. Yeah, I don't know if he's not. I don't think he'd be quite there yet. Right, I mean, I know he he's had a here. bunch of thirteen win seasons, but right. And then they he also the playoffs. He's, he's also missed like good portions. Uh, he of has two missed, or three seasons missed. from injuries. Correct. And I mean, you're looking at what twelve or so years of of being like a starter, but then yeah, you got to knock two or three of those almost off for yeah. injuries. Yeah, this one's tough. Um, I'm sure that all the guys we named are in the top 10. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. So the question is, which ones are in the top five? I, I feel good. At least Elway, Marino, Big Ben. I, I would lock those three. And then I, I think we're. I agree. But like, I don't know if I feel stronger with like, I don't know enough about Johnny Unitas. I don't know. I, say I, like I couldn't tell you how many years and, he played. Right. That's that's. I, I don't know enough, but even, I mean, with Bradshaw, obviously I know more, but again, I, I don't know if, I don't know for sure if you'd be a top five, right? Like Eli Manning was the starter there for 15 years. You know, other names I didn't say, cause I don't think they were long enough for like, you know, Montana or well, Montana played for the chiefs. Oh, also. geez. Sorry. Sorry. Did Jim Kelly play for anyone else? I forgot. Not, not to my recollection, but once again, I don't remember how long his career was and they were really good for a stretch i don't remember so yeah i don't know like the three i'm fine with if you wanted to try one of the older guys maybe but i don't know i don't know if i know enough about them to feel let's just go with the three i mean we're losing we're gonna be losing by more (laughs) it's okay we knew this we're a pair of anchors we called it we called our shot all right yeah let's do those three then okay so we're gonna check in with elway marino and big ben you're going to change your team name to self-fulfilling prophecy. All right. Uh, that wasn't hatchet. a tough one to, to suss out, but uh, you know. all right. Bury the hatchet. What did you guys have? I looked at a list uh, less than two hours ago about the quarterbacks that have thrown the most touchdowns that only played for one team. Rogers just went into number five spot um, of, of all time for most touchdowns. And looking at that list, I saw a lot of a lot of information because you know, it's it's one of those dynamic lists. You can change them around. And Roethlisberger, Elway, Marino, and Rogers, I think, are like right in a row on the top ten list. So there's four, and then the other one, I I know that he tied Joe Montana at the end of his career for the most for wins. I, they 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 had the same number of wins. Was Eli Manning. So you checked in with Roethlisberger, Elway, Marino, Eli Manning, and Aaron Rodgers. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Both teams are receiving points, and that's the list almost exactly. Mm. It was Roethlisberger is number one with a bullet on this list. He's at 165. Elway and Marino are tied for second at 148. 
Aaron Rodgers, well, I guess this was through yesterday, so maybe he's at, he's at 142 now. And then there's a huge drop-off to Eli Manning at 117. If it's any consolation, Scott and Josh, you guys named off, I think, I think I heard you say all of the next group of five. So Terry Bradshaw is next. Jim Kelly is after that. I'm not sure if you said Phil Sims's name, but he was no, he's, no. He, he's eight. And then there were some other names that you threw around. I think Aikman is somewhere down there and Bart Starr is on the list. Johnny Unitas, by the way, just sort of throw out there is that he played for the culture a really long time, but then he blew his chance because he went to play for the Chargers at the end of his career. Um, oh, so he wouldn't be on okay. the list. But anyway, same, um, same thing yeah, I, I, some of those old ones, I couldn't. Tarkenton also blew it. I couldn't yeah. have necessarily come up with. Only well, all, those, all those guys blew it. Phil Rivers blew it for a year. Uh, Matt Ryan blew it, right? I mean, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Just... yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well done. Well done. Okay. List number two. I'm looking for the five members of the 500 Home Run Club who are also members of the 30-30 club. So, in other words, they've had at least one 30-30 season. Check in. All right. Barry the Hatchet has checked in. We have about a minute left for a pair of anchors to talk it out. I think we, we can nominate Jim Tomey. Right off the bat. <laughs> no offense, Jim, if you're listening. Barry Bonds, A-Rod, for and sure. I, I, I think Willie Mays. I, I, yeah, I think so, too. Have, he had to have done a 30-30. I think the other one that you mentioned is Sosa. I think I remember. I think him and, and Barry Bonds may have done it in the same season in the mid-90s. Okay. Okay. In the NL, gotten the 30-30. So I'm, I mean, I'm beginning to feel more confident about, okay. about Sammy Sosa as a fourth. And then I just don't think I don't I don't feel confident enough about anyone else we've mentioned to go to a fifth. I mean, like I said, I don't know if Hank Aaron, like earlier in his career, was right. a if he would have had a thirty steal. He very well could have. I just don't know. I mean, obviously, I know about his prolific home run hitting with never hitting fifty in a season. Ne- never led the league. So because I thought wasn't it wasn't his best season forty nine, but he like always hit like. 30 and 40 some home runs or something yeah like that. he never he like never let the let the league in homers i i don't feel confident and no like griffey's a name that you would think he might have but i don't know if he would have quite i i think i would remember if i think so too. the 30 30 well, well, not only i think that it would have been a bigger deal because him and a rod may have potentially done it around the same time if they had both done it right and i don't remember ever hearing anything about a pair of teammates and that's probably when Griffey would have had his best shot at it. Would have also been in the mid nineties. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go with the four then? Do you want to go with? Yeah, I think so. With Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, Alex Rodriguez, and Sammy Sosa. Yep. Check All it right. in. We're gonna check in those four. Bonds, Mays, A Rod, Sosa. Correct. Just to make sure I got it right. Yep. Okay. Barry, to be specifically uh, specific. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, and Barry the Hatchet. What did you guys have? I'm going to say Bobby Bonds was on the 30, 30, 30 oh, list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't, he didn't get to 500 though. No, no, no. he didn't. Um, we have the exact same four names, um, but we went with one more and I'm pretty sure he was the first that hit 40 and 30. And that was Hank Aaron. Oh, okay. Both teams once again are receiving points. Yeah. Hank Aaron was, Sneaky. A lot of people don't realize that he had almost 250 career steals. And Scott, just to sort of correct one piece of this, because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Hank Aaron um, for a lot of reasons. But he did lead the league several times. He just never hit 50. Yeah. Okay. Um, he 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 had a handful of seasons that he led, but he 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 was one of these guys who had like 40 to 
40 to you know 49 like many many years and i think he led four or five times i can't remember exactly how many but never hit 50 home runs amazingly so yeah both teams are receiving points well done well done um yeah hank aaron only had one season of 30 30 and he was I thought you were about to say 40 40, Dan, but he was not the first 40 40 guy. That was, of course, Jose Canseco. Right. Um, and Hank Aaron was the first 40 30 guy. That is correct. All right. I'm going to move us on to the last list. I'm looking for the five NHL players with two or more seasons of 90 or more assists. We'll check in. All right. Barry the Hatchet has checked in. That leaves Josh to talk to himself. No, well, I'm going to no. throw out a name first. Scott, you want to throw out a name first for I'm going to say Gretzky. You know, that is a really good name. Which right? one? <laughs> I don't think we need to decide that. We can yeah. put they're both on there. Um, I, I think so, David, I don't think they are. So, Scott, <laughs> I absolutely can give one more to the list, and I think I can give a third. Okay. I'm pretty okay. sure Mario Lemieux is going to be on this list. I mean, he is super. And actually, I think uh, your maybe favorite beard of all time. My man, Joe Thornton. Might be on this list. I think he is. I think I'm in he love was with that beard. So I'm going to check in with three with Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Joe Thornton. All right. And we go to Barry the Hatchet. What would you say if I said that those were the exact same three names that I checked in with? I'd say that's not a surprise. I'd yeah. say goodbye, perfect game. The I didn't check in with Bobby Orr, but I think he's probably up there. Bobby Orr, who? Exactly. <laughs> and then I, I couldn't think of another one after that, but we, we only went with Gretzky, Lemieux and Thornton. Both teams are receiving points. This is a really funny list to look at. I don't even know where I ran into this, but it was a long time ago. Well, Wayne the Gretzky, entire thing is Wayne Gretzky. Like, right. Through. Wayne Gretzky has done this 13 times. Right. Then huge drop off. Mario Lemieux has done it five times. Then three other guys have done it twice. One of them is Joe Thornton. One of them is Adam Oates. Oh, oh, from Hall and Oates. Yes. <laughs> no, no, he, yes. he played with that's, Hall, though. Wait, no, that's Hall or Oates. <laughs> it was by Hall the way. and Oates. It's, it's Hall Oates. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's, and and the, the fifth one is Bobby Orr. Oh, so, okay. well done. All the names surfaced except for Adam Oates, but I'm still impressed. Well done. So, that's 30 points for both teams. And you have made it successfully through our five on three. And the scores going into our fourth quarter are Barry the Hatchet has built their lead a little bit at 515 points. And pair of anchors at 380 points. That will bring us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. So this is where the mocking of David turns into self-deprecating David. Here are the categories for today. Question number one, not particularly a David question. Question number two, a little bit of a David question. Oh no. Question number three, probably a David question. And question four, definitely a David question. Zero. <laughs> That's right. Negative. <laughs> okay. Question one, not particularly a David question will be pertaining to Olympic host cities. Question two, a little bit of a David question will be pertaining to Major League Baseball. Question number three, probably a David question pertaining to NFL drafts. And question four, definitely a David question will be pertaining to basketball retired numbers. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one, not particularly a David question. 
What was the first Olympics host city that is south of the equator? All right, we're going to check in. All right, pair of anchors has checked in. So bury the hatchet. You can talk about it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm almost positive that it's Melbourne, 56. Yeah, because I can't think of anywhere. Or, or Oslo, that was was, Europe. Oslo was 52. London was 48. And, and there was 30. So 36. Go back to 36 Germany. in, L, in um, Germany. Berlin. Yep. yep. LA was 32. Two. 28 20. was Amsterdam, I believe. 24 was Paris. 20 was Antwerp. And then there was nothing. No, I mean, you're looking at right because you're Stockholm. looking at like St. Louis, yeah. St. Louis, another, Athens. another London, Paris, right? There too. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be Melbourne. We'll check in Melbourne for 100. Okay. For 100. Okay. And pair of anchors. I, I hope that you're, you're not playing funny with this one because the entire Olympics was not held south of the equator because I don't think they, brought horses down to melbourne for that because the equestrian was done i do believe in stockholm sweden um but yeah we also checked in with melbourne for 100 points and both teams are receiving points yeah i wasn't trying to be screwy that's why i wrote it as olympics host city because because melbourne was the host the official host host city city. yes so so not wrong yes the winter olympics have never been south of the equator and it would be (laughs) it's kind of tough to find them but they could do it in chile or something like that i mean but the summer olympics have of course been south of the equator in melbourne 56 then sydney in 2000 rio in 2016 and soon brisbane in 2032 so those are the summer olympics at least on the radar at this point it also wasn't a trick because the category was not particularly a david question so that's why we knew it wasn't a trick. <laughs> <laughs> good point wow. good. Good all right point. here we go question two a little bit of a david question let me start by asking you this what MLB player holds the record for most games played without ever appearing in a World Series? I don't know how to ask it any more clearly than that. We're going to check in. All right. Pair of anchors has checked in. Bury the hatchet. Got about another minute. Okay. I think we're on to it. Because I know I was making fun of the way he asked the question earlier. Exactly. And then that, but that's I think what it has led to me, be something to do with That's it. what led me to believe that Rafael Palmero spoke to the Senate committee and said, let me start by telling you this. I've never used steroids. And he waved his finger at them. Right. Uh, yeah. If it's a little bit of a David question, that's probably the, the key into it. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know how to say it. I mean, clearly, clearly. Yeah. It's got to be that. It, it's it's that. Yeah. Right. So, and that would make sense. He played about 20 years. And yeah. Yeah. Not for a team that I can think of that would have made a World Series. So right. I don't think so either. All right. We'll check in with Rafael Palmero for, for 100. 100. All right. And pair of anchors. What did you guys have? Yeah, I didn't even think about maybe if that was his quote at Congress. I was just trying to parse that last line for something that would have been sort of a cheeky thing. And when it said clearly, I was like, the clear? Because isn't that the one that Barry Bonds got? They accused him of is the clear. So then I was thinking steroids. And then I sent to Scott, I said, Rafael Palmero. And we agreed we couldn't come up with uh, that his teams while he was on them went to the World Series. Yeah, so uh, we also checked in for 100 points with uh, Rafael Palmero. Both teams are receiving points and 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 you're both all over it, Dan, more directly than Josh. But yeah, he basically pointed, he said, let me start by telling you this. I have never used steroids, period. I don't know how to say it any more clearly than that. So obviously I was riffing on that when I put the stuff around the question. So yes, well done. Rafael Palmero actually... 
he played in over 2,800 games. I think the number was 2,831 and never played a World Series. And there was, there's nobody even really that close. I think Griffey was number two and he's at 2,671. So he's a full, a full 160 games behind Palmero in terms of guys who have played in games without ever playing in a World Series. So well done to both teams. And both All right, teams- so real quick, let, let me say this is not to Griffey, but you know what? Good for Palmero never playing in a World Series because <laughs> FTG. Yes. Although somewhere Walling is unhappy because for some he was he was always very invested in Palmero. Our baseline on that was Ernie Banks at first, and then we had to move yeah. up and That's down from there. That's yeah. a good one, yeah. I yeah. was really just trying to think of what he was doing with that last part because it was, I was thinking, yeah, the way the question was framed. One. Yeah, I knew the question. I know. I, I was like, clearly, I was like, was there a guy named Transparent? But there wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, no, was a reliever named, named Glass. Bobby I, I changed it from a question. His was an affirmative statement. Mine was a question, obviously, but he literally yeah. said, let me start by telling you this. And he closed with, I don't know how to say it any more clearly than that. And he, he just, he came off sounding like a, like a, uh, a, a smidge, a smidge. A smidge. <laughs> especially after all of it was made up. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. No question. Yeah. I, uh, I'm glad that he used the word clearly in his statement because I don't know if I would have gotten there without going as soon as you the clear. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Wow, did he? Was he that dumb?" Like, I, I, I that never occurred to me. So that's really funny. All right, question number three, probably a David question. As of next year's draft, what Power Five conference school will have gone 50 years without a first round NFL pick, dating back to 1973? This is the longest active streak in the Power Five by 20 years, 20 plus years. They very nearly broke the streak in 2022 when a running back who scored 56 touchdowns in just three years in college was drafted with the fourth pick of the second round. Uh, we're checked in. All right. Pair of anchors has checked in. Bury the hatchet. A couple minutes to talk this out. If you're positive of that person, then that's absolutely it. I don't think I would have gotten it if David didn't throw in the last part, Damn. but I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure the fourth pick of the second round is when the Jets trade up to get Brees Hall, who is from Iowa State. And I can't think of any first round draft picks from Iowa State ever. So I'm having a hard time thinking of players from Iowa State. I can name uh, (laughs) uh, what's his name? Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. That's a, but I don't, I don't see, is he still, I don't even know if he's still there. He's recent, but that fits the description of Brees Hall. He was pretty prolific as a touchdown scorer. And I'm, he was the beginning, he was the first back off the board in the second round because um, they trade up to get him. All right. I'm, so, I'm, I'm perfectly fan with that. Okay. So we're going to check in with Iowa state for 46 points. Okay. And pair of anchors. What's funny about this, David is, so we checked in with, with Iowa state as well, because everything Nathan said there, I second with the Brees hall. What's funny is they have a wide receiver, Xavier Hutchinson, who, if he runs in the low fours as expected, uh, could very, very well be a first round pick uh, in Raiders? next year's draft. Uh, yeah, probably. But he's projected to run like a four, four, five, four, four, six. So if that happens, there's definitely a chance he sneaks in to round one. But uh, so that'll be interesting to see. If you're listening to this, we're all on Xavier Hutchinson watch now, uh, stock watch for 2023. But Iowa State, 100 points. And both teams are receiving points. Yeah. So Iowa State has not, as I mentioned, hasn't had a first round pick since 1973. If you're curious, and I've never heard of this guy, but the last first round pick they had was George Amundsen. Amundsen? I don't even know. By the Oilers. And it's a role. Who? Right. Who? Exactly. Right. You weren't supposed Wait, to. Eden knows him. Right. Eat probably does know him. 
The the team that has the second longest streak is well, I should make you guess, but I won't. It's Indiana. So they they haven't had a first mm. round pick since 1994. Every other Power Five team has had somebody taken in the first round this century, which is actually pretty impressive. So so I mean that's a lot of schools. So everybody since I think it's even since 2004 or something, everybody's had a first round pick except for Indiana and Iowa State. And Iowa State will be 50 oh. years next year. So there you go. I'm going to move us to question number four, which is definitely a David question. Oh boy. So by the end of this coming season, there will be 11 players who have had their uniforms retired by the college they attended and by multiple NBA teams. These 11 include two pairs of players who attended the same school. I want you to name both of those schools. Jeez. Oh Lord. I, I think it's clear from the question, but just in case you're looking for, Two different schools that have had two players that have had their numbers retired by the school and then went on to have their number retired by multiple NBA teams. We'll check in. Barry the Hatchet has checked in. Pair of anchors, you can talk it out. Pretty sure we got one school. I feel very good about it. Right. We're pretty sure with LSU. I feel really good right? about with LSU, Maravich, and Shaq. And Maravich. Yeah. And there. then trying to find a second <sighs> for all the different. All the other schools that we've named. Like there's one that we feel really good about, and then we can't. And I'm not sure. I'm starting to feel less sure about that one now because now I'm not super confident on... about about Georgetown. Yeah, I would feel pretty strongly that the Kembe Matumbo's jersey numbers probably retired by a couple different franchises. And Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo is scary. I would say definitely bit. the Heat. I don't definitely know about the, Hornets, the Heat. Though. But do you think the Hornets? I mean, he's only well. What it comes down to, what's the criteria for the Charlotte Hornets to retire a number, right? Because, I mean, he's still in their top five franchise in most categories like Maybe. because of even in the four years he was there. It's crazy that we can't think of like a second. Because like I said, I don't uh, would have Walton would have the I don't know if the Celtics who did it, would no, have retired. Who did he play with? Oh, definitely I mean, Portland. I would say Portland. No, definitely Portland, retired. absolutely. And but I can't. He went, who did he play for? Do you play for the Clippers after that? It, right, but I don't. I just think the only team that would be close was the Celtics, just because he helped them win a championship. But he wasn't there for when he was like long. six man of the year. Right. No, I know. And I again, it's UCLA. I can't think of anyone. It's like Kansas. We have Will, like, but is there? Anyone I know it's else like in Kansas? how does Kansas not, or how does UCLA, UCLA it's not Kareem, have? A but it's like one. obviously not Reggie Miller. North Carolina, it's you know, Jordan, but is it Vince Carter? I don't think the Nets would have retired Vince Carter's number. And that's the only other team that would make sense outside of Toronto. Yeah. And they might at some point, but it's also fairly fresh for him to get retired by yeah. some of the other ones that he played less with. That, and then other guys I'm thinking of, like, like I mentioned, Jason Kidd probably has his number retired by multiple teams, but I don't think anyone else from Cal fits that same thing with like Steve Nash. Right. But yeah, I, there's two I, in Santa Clara. I doubt there's another Santa Clara guy. <laughs> no, not another Santa Clara. Not not that comes to mind. Do, if this you want to pick Georgetown or North Carolina as the second, I I I, I mean, we're not going to win. It doesn't matter. I so. know, right? What it comes to, I mean, I think North Carolina gives us a better shot. Even Kansas, just based on again, someone from back in the 40s or 50s. But I, I really don't. I feel strong about LSU, and that's it. Yeah, LSU. I think we've nailed. So it, which one do you want? Do you want Georgetown? Do you want uh, North Carolina or Kansas? What do you want? I think Georgetown makes the most sense based on that, but I, I don't feel strongly. So out of the two, I'd say Kansas. I think they've been prolific longer. So sure. we're getting eight and possibly 80 years worth of, of a chance here to find two players. 
or a second of second player outside of Wilt. All right. So let's just do uh, LSU and Kansas for 80 points. All right. And bury the hatchet. Let's break this down, Mason, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Well, you so, had you had LSU right away. Right. I mean, I had what? Yeah. Mason had I mean, LSU what? right what? away. What? And, what? And, and, what are you talking about? I don't know. For some anyway. reason, though, we thought that they had to have had the same number retired by, by oh, two. By, oh, yeah. So that's why he talked me out. I'll talk out of Shaq. Right. Then we went back and went, well, oh, wait. No. But also, Maravich had different numbers retired now that I'm right. thinking about it. Right. So that would have, yeah, but. And then we had the exact same conversation as <laughs> you guys, and we could not crack it. We could not come up with it. So we decided that we uh, we we changed the question just a little bit and hope that David will be okay with it. Um, just hold us up. Here's out here. Yeah. So um, Kobe Bryant had two different numbers retired, just only by one team. So we... Uh, so lower Marion High School and yeah. So so we LSU. said high school university because Moses Malone probably had it too. Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, high school Kevin university Garnett. and LSU Kevin is Garnett. what we checked in with for zero points. Zero Wait, points. Right. So first of all, thank God it's zero points, so I don't have to make a call on this. But I, maybe I deserve this for asking this question that you had tried some shenanigans on your you answer. Did. Yeah. So neither team is receiving points. What? Um, what? <laughs> You you are right on LSU, and I was originally going to only ask for one school, but then when I saw that Mason was on the show, I was like, "There's no way I can ask for one school." So one you penalized us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, because of know. Mason, you penalized us. I, I so if if you look the other answer, and I think this is probably why nobody stumbled on it because it's not a Power Five conference uh, school, is Houston. I thought I had Houston, but oh, I had Drexler and who? Elvin, Drexler. Elvin Hayes and Clyde Drexler. Oh, I saw there was there was a guy that was pseudo Hayes. old school, but Elvin Hayes was a big name player in the seventies. He oh, played he, like oh, 12, I know 12, the name, straight, but I wouldn't have 12, the, the big 13, e. 12, 13 straight All Star games. The guy he had the numbers retired by both the Rockets and the Wizards, and of course by. University of Houston. So yes, it is. It is Houston and LSU. And you guys were dancing around a lot of the other guys that are on this list. So Kareem is on this list, of course, but Walton wouldn't be because he wasn't dominant for anybody but the Blazers. Uh, Wilt is on the list. There are other guys on the list, like Oscar Robertson is on the list. Chuck Barkley, Bob, yeah, it's gotta be. Bob Lanier is on the list, uh, but he was that St. Bonaventure. So you're not going to get multiple people from there. Julius Irving is on the list from UMass and then the Nets and the Sixers. But yeah, I mean, you, I heard most of the names thrown around, but yes, the answer was LSU and Houston. I had Drexel in my head, but I was like, well, obviously I, Akeem yeah. is, is. I didn't mention Houston either because I was like, I couldn't think of anyone outside yeah. of Drexler. I mentioned it, but we didn't have anything on it. Yeah, so you just don't have the over. second person, yeah. All right, our game has mercifully come to an end, and here are the final scores. Pair of anchors finishes with 600 points, but our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Kenny Pickett Award with 761 points are Barry the Hatchet. So congratulations to Barry the Hatchet, guys. Congratulations on burying the hatchet. Anything else anybody wants to talk about before we call it a night? I mean, as like a David game where I get to pick on some of his questions, so... <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Josh, that you're no longer undefeated and David hosted games. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that. I obviously, for those, I must have been teamed up with like Dan, some powerhouses, and Ede, and uh, probably me against 
So, Eid, or I don't know if that's happened, but maybe, maybe. Hey, all, all streaks right. have to come to an end. It, it was uh, it was fun while it lasted. It was fun while we knew about it for a couple hours. Sure. Now this uh this was a David game that went a little uh a little more deep than uh, I think they usually do. This th- there was some stuff that was a little bit tougher than he usually throws at us, but I mean I we we lucked into one answer. The <laughs> yes, Montgomery, yeah. No, we that is that. true. That we, is true. That if, was if we hadn't had what the theme was, we wouldn't have been getting no, near no, it. I knew I, you were talking about I, David Montgomery when you're like, "There's a current running back with this last name." I'm like, I know who you're I, talking about now. I, yeah. oh, and there was also well, also well, Chris Carson. Carson. We were oh, like, that, oh, if there was we were like, Carson, will he do it without the city? Like, you know, would he? No, uh, I wouldn't have because I felt like I would get a lot of abuse. Of course, uh, I got Frank, abuse for Fra- the Pierre thing. Frank DeFord did win three consecutive National Sports Writer of the Year awards. Okay. One of only six people to do so. Did he have two teams that? And the uh, other five is a five on three now. Right, they retired yeah. his uh, pen. I, I know one. Adrian Wojnowski. I don't know the rest of them. All right. Would anyone like to officially say anything <laughs> before we call it a night? That was David, definitely I, a David game. Yes. So, David, I know I give you a lot of crap, um, both on podcast and then in our chat, but uh, it it was a very good game. And I had to pick on you about a couple of things because that's just what I do. So, yes, uh, I'm glad that Juan Pierre uh, <laughs> is, was, was such a, you know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, good game. Uh, I knew my streak was coming to an end, not because I was teamed with Scott, but because we were going against Dan and <laughs> and the old soul Mason in a David game. I, that already puts us a little bit behind the eight ball. So I don't but, know. Dan uh, did a lot of the heavy lifting on that. So I'm I'm not so much. He's um, the one who had seen the na- last name DeFord sure. somewhere. So yeah. it was it was it was fun, David. I, I always enjoy your games. I had a good time. Um, I'm looking forward to the uh, David Locke's interpretation of the Will Smith classic hitch called Schmitch coming out, where <laughs> where David tries to help Wild Thing Mitch Williams talk to women. Is that the next Benchies? <laughs> yes, Schmitch. <laughs> get your get your actors ready now. Uh, Dan will be preparing the Kevin James role. But who's going to be playing Rich Mitchman? Is what I want to know. Schmitch Richmond. Rich Marcus, Rich Mitchmond. <laughs> it was Rich Mitchmond. Yeah, Rich Mitchmond. Rich Mitchmond. Yes. All right, Mason. Uh, Dan, did you did you actually have anything to say before I close us? It was a great game. It was a David game, and I can appreciate David games. They're 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 fun. They are. They're, they are. they they break my brain at least once. And you did it, and we we waited until the last question before you did it. It was a slow burn till the very end. But just... I called it. See, I'm self-aware. That's why I called it definitely a David question. That's why By we the way, definitely just went zero on it. Here, here the, here's the record. Because I was actually listening back to this because I was trying to get a handle on this whole David question thing. And discovered that just because they're complicated questions doesn't mean that people miss them. People often, more often than not, they piece together the silly stats that I'm trying to get at. This retired number one may have been a bridge too far, though. I, <laughs> I'll admit that. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes.
into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.